What's up? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. Uh, we didn't do it. I, for, I didn't come up with a foundation. We didn't have a foundation. Yeah, we were too busy. Uh, <laughs> we were too yeah. busy. Uh, we got distracted. Yeah, we were talking we were, about hot doing clowns. demographic research. Yeah, demographic yes. research and talking about hot clowns. About sexy clowns, yeah. I don't think clowns are sexy. Is I think on that one. sexy clowns are sexy, but I'm a dog. I'm a fucking goddamn... Demon, I mean, bro. I think ultimately that's going to all trace back to your love for ICP. Yeah, so. that, on, it's true. We You're, will justify That it. is fair, yeah. It's fine. As a rehabilitated juggalo, I'm allowed to have a sexy clown, a thing for sexy clowns. <laughs> not uh, a fetish. Yeah, not a that's fetish. A it's a not thing. a fetish. <laughs> I'm not into it that much, but I'm not a against it. A little bit it. of a thing. Like, if someone shows up wearing clown makeup and is like, let's slap some hams, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you to take that off. You know, you already got it on. It's going to take more time uh, to take it. <laughs> I mean, in that scenario, especially if I didn't know that the clown makeup was going to happen, I'd be like, "Let's yeah, run it." Yeah, just run whatever. it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. This better not unlock something inside of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I would be like, "Hey, next time, you don't have to wear." it. Yeah, you don't have to. I'm not going to stop you though. If you want to wear it, by all means, go ahead. But I'm not. I'm not going to stop a, you. I don't know. I feel like that ruined my sheets. I'm not into that. Yeah, fuck it. You got to ruin you gotta your bre- sheets. You got to break some eggs, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Collateral damage. That's all it is. Collateral damage. Sheets are re- replaceable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can buy a goddamn new set of sheets for 20 bucks. That's fine by <laughs> me, but that memory, it lasts a lifetime. Got a cam jeans in that moment yeah, for myself. Say, store that one in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> Deep in the vault. Uh, that's um, pretty good. That You know, that kind of reminds me, uh, I did, I just finished the book that I was reading, which was, wait, 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 wait. I have to read the whole title. I have to read the whole title. Oh, I got to the not boring parts of the book that I'm reading. Wait, so. we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, Traded, an MM Enemies to Lovers sports romance off the field duet book one. That's the name? Yeah, it's it's Yeah, it's hard to remember all of it. Okay, so you don't know. say. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was... Those are just the it, hashtags on a, like a, a fucking it, I was a like, fanfic wow, you article. SEO'd the fuck yeah, out of that yeah. headline. Yeah. <laughs> um, it has 1,350 ratings on Amazon and it's smut. I got it because uh, there was like some, I don't even know who hosted it. Maybe Amazon did, but it was like a Stuff Your Kindle Day. It was free books in one category and it was romance. So I picked up a bunch of horny books because it was like I had, I just read Call Me By Your Name and I was like, you know, I kind of dig a little bit of horny books. Yeah, so I yeah. was like, I'm going to get some more horny books. And uh, so I, I need to talk about this. I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but now I finished it, and I was like, I need to talk about okay. it. Okay. Be- because um, it was uh, it, well, first of all, the they were hardly enemies. That uh, they were hardly enemies. They got in a fight in baseball, and they got traded to the same team. That is it. Is it and a I gay was like, lovers oh. book. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Hell yeah. Oh, well, a bisexual awakening book, actually. So Incredible. these dudes are supposed to be both be. So these dudes are supposed to be straight as an arrow. Yeah. I'm telling you, t- 33 years old, a professional sports player, 
straight and baseball is like one of the straightest sports. Yeah, for sure. yeah. As straight as an arrow, and they didn't even these touch guys, these guys get in a fuck. Yeah, true. Uh, except with only with gloves. On. <laughs> <laughs> only with gloves on, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, touching your hands. Yeah. Mean anything. Disgusting. Um, so. Uh, these guys get this, uh, they get an apartment, they're given an apartment together while they're getting their um, lodging figured out. That was part of the agreement. So they would settle their beef, their fight, right? Nice. And these dudes kiss within like three days. I was like, okay, that was crazy. And at one point, he was like, wait, oh, wait, do I have my Kindle? I had some notes. I, I got some notes about it. No straight uh, man who doesn't know about his sexuality is going to kiss another dude in three days. It's going to take a little bit more time than that, but... So, so oh, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect you say that, because one of my earliest lines... I started highlighting the implausibility, or like, the implausible yeah, lines. I was yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is crazy. This is just not making any sense. Here, hold on, let me get back to it. Um. Oh, and the writing. The writing is awful. I mean, okay. it's awful. You want to hear the the first? I highlighted this was the very first one because like it caught my attention. Um, she was by far one of the hottest women I'd ever met, and she was always looking to have a good time. My life was never dull with her around. I was like, oh my god, cool. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, uh, got, I was like, this is written to the like, point, huh? Like someone guessing what a straight man yeah, feels yeah, like. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um, it looked like I would have to take care of myself with the help of some porn on my laptop instead of phone sex with my hot girlfriend. I was, was like, this, this, ri- is- this is written by like a 12 year old who was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's written by two women, really? two women, really? two, and they're both married. I was like, oh, have you guys talked to a, <laughs> like a single guy before? Uh, then there was nerves were still racing through my entire body. I was like, well, that's just not how you use no, any of that expression. That's not. just, that's just kind of confusing. Uh, um, let's see. Oh yeah. So, so, okay. So we were talking about the kiss coming up real yeah. early. So this is like day two, right? And they're like out at the bar or something. And the guy, he goes, did the fucker do that? He wasn't bad on the eyes. And if he wanted to, I would totally share a woman with him. I was like, what? What? Where'd all that come from? Yeah, what the That's fuck? Like, yeesh. I was Jesus. like, I thought these guys were supposed to be awakened. Yeah, or no, awakening. They, they were already pretty awakened. aware. Uh, one line that caught my attention was, just because 20 minutes into I run, quote, last one standing by Skylar Gray featuring Eminem, Polo G, and Mozzie was pumping me up for the game when my phone chimed. I was like, that's a pretty straight think- guy song. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I was like, with you. I was like yeah, good choice. Yeah, but I was like listing all the names. Yeah, the and features and everything. Features I don't know too? about that. That's yeah, that's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, then there was soon I was gonna make him do it again, but in the privacy of one of our rooms. I was like, no, I understood that. It's like they just yeah. never they ne- they say way no, too many. They leave words. nothing to the imagination. They're like, oh, dude, oh, yeah. They're like, none. they're like, I don't want anyone to get misconstrued about what's so, going on here. Then later there was a string <laughs> of writing about their drinking, and I was like, well, this this doesn't make any sense either. She said, um, I. So I cracked open a bottle of Bud Light and took two huge gulps until it was finished. I was like, two gulps? Yeah, what? Are you sure <laughs> this man a isn't bar? gay? Bo- yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, that's insane. I, people don't actually drink like that. Uh, 
Then he said, he t- uh, another one, he took a long sip of his beer, draining the entire thing. I was like, a sip? <laughs> That's a long sip? Imagine how slow that would Dude, be. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he's just like watching you as he's like, like a long sip draining the whole beer. Oh, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, dude? what We're the having fuck? a conversation. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> uh, and then... Oh, yeah. Then he said, uh, walked to the mini fridge, pulled out a tiny bottle of Jack, and threw it back in one long gulp. I was like, a long gulp? Well, that doesn't make That's any not, sense yeah. either. Gulps aren't long. That's <laughs> it's not, an action. You yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, the writing was terrible. Yeah, someone um, should send them an email and be like, hey, these are all the things that were wrong with your book. I've got beef. Yeah, I got, I got to give you, I got to let you know. So, and then... Then my problem was they cut to like they're in love with each other instantly. And I was like, these guys went from I don't even know if a boy is neat to I couldn't. And and I'm talking about within three weeks. I was like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, if this is the case, then these dudes were gay as hell. Yeah. yeah. And also just been waiting for that moment. If you need more buildup, just make the book longer. It's your book. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. And then. And then the actual sex having was just all physically not possible. These guys were getting into advanced level gay oh, sex no having shit. day one. Day and one? I was like, no, no it's going to it's gonna be real awkward and like uncomfortable your first time. I was like, nobody's bouncing. Especially, with two, especially with two straight guys who don't know what they're doing. Because you know those dudes don't fuck women well. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like no way they're going to have a good time with each other. It's They're going to have to explore I'm some avenues. And then, and then she, for the sake of just her writing, she pretty much always just made them come in however, like a paragraph or whatever amount of time she needed. Yeah. So I'm talking like soft to come in four strokes. Jesus. I'm like, no, no fucking way. way dude. That's like, and it would be like their second or third shot for the yeah. night. I'm like, un- impossible. This like, is ridiculous. Like, babe, where did, where did you get these numbers? Cause <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm curious. Cause you obviously didn't talk to anybody who has had gay sex. Stunned when I got to the acknowledgements and it was like, Thank you to our husbands for keeping the kids busy while we wrote this. I was like, husbands? husbands? These women have had sex yeah. and kids? Jeez. Insane. It was well, so... Was, I don't know. Uh, so, that being me... said, I will have to read the second one because it ends on a cliffhanger. Obviously. It gives me, like, I've been married to the same man for 20 years and, like, yes. never went out and experimented. Yes. I'm going to guess they're from the Midwest just yeah. right off the rip. This, fact, is all the, this is all the information I got from watching The View. So, we're going to go Dude, ahead. And yeah. so what? And on a more serious note, I was like, it's basically by erasure. It wasn't a bisexual awakening because they're basically like saying that they're gay. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so they can't be bi because of the story. And then, um, I don't know. They just, she didn't really like the, they didn't really grapple with am I, am I not? Yeah. They were just yeah. They're by curiosity. Love. It was just like, bang, yeah. we're, we're into each other. And that's that. I don't, yeah, no, nah, that's not a good book. No, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. But you got to read the second one and let us know how it ends. uh, No, so actually I did need to check on that because I was worried if it's a bunch of books, I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. If there's only one more after this, absolutely. But if it's like three, no. No way. Uh, Oh, the next one is called Outed Zoo. Oh, shit. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, there's only two. I might might not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, how many pages is it? 
like 200 oh something. my god that's an e yeah. that's an afternoon read right there yeah <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> the thing is it's like not good so i am like i do like kind of i was struggling, struggling a little bit yeah, yeah that's fair i get that yeah. um so uh, you're getting into termination shock yeah it's finally not boring to where i'm like i'm like all right i gotta i can what's pay. going on uh so at this point right now um red is investigating the squeegee ninja um okay and cool. which is obviously locker or whoever oh forgot that dude's name yeah but i i thought it was really cool the uh what got me reinterested was the whole like oh you know these Chinese kids and these Indian kids just go up to this mountain and beat the shit out of yes. each other with sticks, and it's all. I live mean, that streamed. war is already happening. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. that they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and yeah. but it's all like live streamed, and there's leaderboards and like their sponsors now and stuff like that. And so Locke goes up there and just like fucks this group of like amateurs that are amateurs they were amateurs but fucks this group of amateurs up and now everybody's like holy shit you're at the top of leaderboards for fucking these kids up um and then they give him like fucking advanced nerve like they they put implants in his fucking body that make him you know a better fighter and i thought it was cool how like uh there's that part where he's in the truck and he's putting on his uh turban and like he talks about how the he starts smelling this foul smell and it was ended up being because these people were like staring at him with ill intent and it was like a warning system they put in his body. I thought that was pretty cool. The where it's oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, there's not alarm bells ringing in your head. Oh no, like, yeah, it's just it's like not a like bad, a hood yeah, on his eyeball. yeah. It's like yeah. a bad smell that he and it helps him indicate when there's danger around. Dude, that was like something that really clicked for me about like how like achievable the future that he writes yeah. feels. Yeah, you know exactly. You're like okay, You're like. That could happen. We could that's, probably do some yeah, shit like that. That's definitely, definitely that fucking doable. So yeah, but yeah, uh, that's that's where I'm at. It's good. I'm uh, I've got. Let's see, how many hours left do I have? Um, probably quite a bit. Uh, I guess like 12, 13. three. Whoa, what? Three hours? You have three hours left? Yeah. What? Well, uh, when I say I'm at that part, that's, like, the biggest, like, like, at the point I'm at right now, TR and them were escaping that hospital and shit like that, and, like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so, like, I, I that was, like, you the, didn't think, did you think his cannon was cool? Yeah, the cannon was I sick. I thought the cannon was cool I think, fuck. I think just, like, shooting stuff for global warming into the air without consulting everybody bit of a wild move but that's uh, absolutely what's gonna happen yeah yeah a bit we're of, like already getting that started yeah right now. yeah and so i was like crazy move but uh, you know not everybody's gonna be on board and if they know you're doing i it. loved that he was like there's no law against this yeah you're like damn there <laughs> you know, wouldn't you're be right. you're right there is no law against this <laughs> you son yeah, of a bitch you fucking got us dude he was like all they're gonna do is hit me with an faa fine it's like 10 grand yeah it, it's like i'll fucking pay it no goddamn problem i thought that a, was so funny yeah, that was incredible and it was just i don't know i like I really appreciate how well Neil Stevenson depicts the different cultures yeah, and everything. Yeah. And like the this like Texas 
you know, it's such a Texas businessman way of doing it all. You know yeah. what I mean? And he just fucking does it. And you're like, son of a bitch. You know, yeah, just it's fucking, a big gun. Yeah, in the sky. A very <laughs> Texas thing. thing. Yeah. Just a exactly. big gun that shoots in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's yeah. awesome. I am very much um I'm very much enjoying it. So what was the other one you what was the other one you recommended Snow me? Snow Crash? Well, yeah, that's the one that like invented cyberpunks as we know it. Which is awesome. I'm really yeah. I'm really excited to read that. Oh yeah. Really uh, excited remember that. that it is a satire. So Like what do you mean by that? Like it's a satire of the punks and the culture that had was it was building to. Oh, okay. The thing okay. Is, yeah, yeah. The thing is, he made this really good satire and came up with all these banging ideas, and everyone's like, "What? That slaps, dude!" Yeah, <laughs> and, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, a lot of the themes and shit come from that work, but it's really cool. Like the metaverse as we know it came from like he invented that in that book. No shit. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's fucking. I know, badass. dude. is so cool. He's yeah, so that's cool. awesome. I know. You, I, you'll really like that book. It's so fun. I kind of want to read it again. Everybody, I've been every time I get someone to read it, they're like, "Damn, that book was awesome, dude. Thank you." I'm, I'm gonna, like, yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking. It. I'm gonna have to. I can't wait to pick that one up. Yeah, like I said, I've only got like three hours left of Termination Shock. Is it the only? Is it? There's not. It's not like a series or anything like. No, that. No, there's okay, not. Cool. If you like it, I have stuff that's pretty similar to that world okay and and yeah i've got other stuff like that um so one of the things i wanted to talk about i was looking so i was going i, I was going to make a video for emo night and i was going to use this audio that i've used on my personal page so i searched my name and tiktok and it gave me a list of things that other people have searched for that involve my name so oh. um so the first one is snacks and tattoo which yeah okay um next one is snacks wait what what was the tattoo that you got that would have been a big one i don't know no idea i I don't really like talk about my tattoos on i guess you have a lot of them yeah exactly i think it's like a tattoo people looking for a tattoo tour or something like that um Mm. and then uh snacks and original sound and then snacks and plot and then stitch with snacks and because stitch is a feature on um I know stitches. Yeah, yeah. Well, p- it to me? P- well, I'm okay. not. Yeah, right. stitches right, a feature yeah. <laughs> on TikTok where you can like add a video to your video. Uh, then we have snacks and heights, which I think is hilarious. Four eleven. Four eleven. It's four eleven. Uh, and then we have snacks and Sailor Moon classic. Uh, that's the video that took off. Yes, that got me started. Um, and then we have snacks and daughter, and then we have snacks and daughter death. Um. What was that? So, I was I was looked at that and I was like, I don't have a daughter, and I definitely don't have a daughter that died. So, but wink, wink, <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> there is this guy on TikTok who looks. I don't have a daughter. Yeah, a daughter. <laughs> the, the correct term would be had a daughter, but yeah, no. So I like how if you emphasize every letter in, dude, or every word in that, it's a totally it's, different yeah, sentence. It seems like you're lying. <laughs> I don't uh, have a daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a guy on TikTok who people say that we look a lot alike. Um, we always get mistaken for each other. Uh, it's like, it's crazy how much people... What's his name? Uh, I think his name is Bobby Vivid on TikTok. 
I'll have to look. Hold on. Um, Jamie, pull that up. Yeah, Jamie, go ahead and pull that up for us. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Bobby Vivid. Um, so people say that we look a lot alike, and we're always getting mistaken for each other. And, oh my god yeah it's crazy how yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is giving me goosebumps dude right yeah it's holy like, it's like shit. looking into a mirror you're like you're like soldier boy like you stole my whole dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you stole my whole bar for bar yeah it's like holy looking into shit. a fucking mirror it's insane Oh my god, you guys both have don't you have a nose piercing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's we, on opposite sides. As soon as That's I, how I'll remember it. <laughs> as soon as I get like a neck tattoo, we're gonna look fucking uh exactly the same. Jesus. Um but he had he had a daughter that he made content with all the time and she like unexpectedly passed away. And uh so they're like, <laughs> yeah. So I thought, it, like, it, you know, obviously, like, it's so like, sad. let me see his dead kid again. And yeah, like, Wait a right. Yeah, and <laughs> so guy. it's crazy to me that people would would like mistake me for the one having that. Like, it just it doesn't. I can't wrap my head around that. I know. It's, like, I can't wrap my head around people that like you know. Because to me, I'm just like you know, I'm just me. I'm not, I don't. I don't. Think I'm I, gonna make my contact picture. Yeah, for you. <laughs> this guy. Bobby yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just oh have. Oh my god! I just don't have uh, any kind of like you know sense of my reach on the internet. So uh, when people like knowing that people have mistaken me for or someone else or vice versa, especially in the sense that this dude had a daughter that passed away, it's crazy. I know it's crazy to me, dude. How big is Bobby Vivid on TikTok? He, he oh got? he's got a ton of followers. He's almost got a million followers. Yeah okay yeah okay. Yeah. Um, Does that make you? Do you does seeing Bobby Vivid succeed make you optimistic that you can or pessimistic because he done filled your lane? You know? Uh it makes me optimistic. I mean right. I like so let's see here. I mean, there could be more than one. Uh I think also I because uh, I've kind of been noticing because like You've so, gotta meet that guy. Dude, I know You've we have to. Up. We have to. You've we literally have to. So like he has like nine hundred thousand followers on TikTok, but he's only got fifty six thousand on Instagram. So like we shadow each other on different platforms i want to go ahead and like i want to be like i think maybe he does better on tiktok because he probably hasn't gotten as many bands as i have um so like and i and i think about that too like especially with like posting videos for emo night all the videos i post for emo night do amazing and, but and it's because i think because their account has never gotten a ban Whereas my account, yes. tons of them, tons of them, constant bands. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I feel like you know, it, it, I don't really give a shit because I don't really post. I don't really use TikTok like that. I have no idea. That's a good question. Let's I'll look. Let's it. dox them. Um. I'll figure but, it out right now. Oh, did you see all that shit? I know you don't. You absolutely do not listen to this band. But uh, Sleep Token, all that shit that was going on with them. Um. Is it pop punk and was it with young women? No, 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 no. Uh, okay. uh, if TikTok, don't you ever fucking suggest this person to me? How do I get Bobby this shit? Bobby also runs a YouTube channel which has over four hundred and fifteen subscribers. Hell oh, yeah! Wow. Um, but so Sleep Token is this band that got super. Pennsylvania. He's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's in Pittsburgh. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe right we'll have link up when I go visit you. Yeah. Um. 
Anyway, Sleep Token is a super popular band that they just like they blew up and they wear masks and everything and the anonymity is a huge part of their shtick or whatever. And apparently someone leaked their like birth certificates and shit like that and like their actual identities. And so they fucking Hi. uh they deleted everything off their Instagram and then fucking changed their bio to nothing lasts forever and haven't said shit since. So everybody's like freaking out. And I, I, dude, I like what? They're probably done. I don't know, man. I feel like I don't it, know. It was supposed to be anonymous, and they ruined it. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, I don't. What compels people to be like, to be like, oh, I figured out who it is. Look, everybody, look who all these people are. And it's like, do you think the band's gonna be like, wow, you figured it out? That's everyone, and everyone's gonna applaud you, or like, are you upset that they're successful? Like, what's the fucking? Um, I know. Yeah. I know. Deftones and explosions in the sky as possible influences. They sound boring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, their music's not bad at all. Uh, Like, they make make decent music. And, uh, yeah, I just don't... Doxing never made any fucking sense to me. No. Um, did he, so I don't care about the news story that this is about at all. So do you hear about the ESPN's fake Emmy scheme? No. They like, I didn't even read the whole story cause I don't care, but it was something like they put in, they put in names to get Emmys, right? Yeah. And then they won the Emmys and then they took the Emmys and then they changed the names and gave them to other people in their organization. What? And and like the Emmys like cared and I was like that's weird. Why would they care? Yeah, like it's what? Emmy, do whatever you want with it. Yeah, yeah. I was confused because I was like, well, do how do the people do they not know that it wasn't announced for them? I didn't get into it. I don't care. Okay. So but um so I I didn't hear about this really anywhere and except when I checked out, I, I hadn't been over to are conservative in a while. I wanted to see okay, what the okay. papers were whining about. So I was like, let's pop on over, see what what's pressing matters to them right now. And one of the top posts at the time was the ESPN's fake Emmy scheme. And I was like, why did this get posted here? So I went in the comments, and was like, the guy I posted it said... He had posted a link to the New York Post version, which is okay. famously like a yeah. right-wing rag. Yeah, But he said... Leftists and ESPN is a leftist outfit. Don't care about lying, plagiarism, or any other rule or law breaking. They only want to win. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like ESPN. You're giving that to us? Yeah. Really? Like, why? Okay. You, what in your right mind thinks that ESPN is like left wing? focused i don't don't understand that at all and i just love that and they are a leftist outfit no sure uh, okay i don't understand and i was like i don't think anyone cares about this story as far as i've heard no Uh, you're the first person i've ever i've heard bring it up so it is real yes no it is a real story uh dude it's on like listen to this it's on like the daily wire the athletic the and what? NBC Connecticut, like no one. Yeah. What? Oh, there it is. Finally, the the LA Times covered it. They returned thirty seven Emmys. No shit. Yeah, that's pretty funny. 
Dude, goddamn ESPN and their left-wing fucking liberals. The liberals. All they care about is winning, winning Emmys, brother. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I thought it was so funny. The liberal like, God, agenda. What a world they live in. The liberal agenda to win Emmys. Um, I had a couple headlines. How long have we been blabbering? we got a couple more minutes. Um... Real quick, say I I got the top ten releases by uh by full game revenue uh twenty twenty three top ten games. Hold oh on. yeah yeah. Where do I? There we go. <laughs> Bing bang. Uh, and so number one with six hundred fifty seven million was Baldur's Gate. Which I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I did not realize it popped off oh, like Baldur's that. Baldur's Gate fucking... Baldur's Gate is... I don't think it's quite... That's a it, runaway hit for yeah. that company. It has uh, to be. It's not quite, you know, like Red Dead status, but like Baldur's Gate was for that community there fucking Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Like, okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Number uh, and, two was and, Hogwarts. Okay. With 340 million. Okay. So Baldur's Gate like blew yeah, it blew out the, of the yeah, water. Yeah, blew all of them out of the fucking water. And then with Starfield, 235 million. Boo! Uh, Resident Evil 4, okay. 159 million. Respect 116 that. million. Sons of the Forest. No shit. Yeah. Riff. Top five. That is a lot of people who are upset. A lot of people who are upset. <laughs> that, I, that, thought, I mean, from what I've seen lately, that they've patched it into being a good game. So, yeah. So, when it first came out, it was bad. It was not, I'm not going to be like, oh, it was okay. No, it was a bad game. Um, and I think... Yeah, it is a 9 out of 10 now on Steam. Does it really? Nine well, fucking, it looks like you got to buy that shit and we're going to play it. Because we played the first one together and the second one okay. has guns, dude. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh. yeah. But I play. I haven't played it since, like, the most, most recent updates. But I did a run through again uh, after, like, ma- some major updates. And it was a much better game. So I'm excited to play it again. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. I love that shit. Dude, uh, I thought so it was good. a lot of fun. Yeah. Next one was Armored Core 6. Fires of the Rubicon. Oh, I played Armored Core 6. Uh, I got to, like, the third boss, and it made me so angry I never played it again. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, I, hard, dude, man. I fucking, I, I fought that dude at least 30 times and, like, could wow. not win. I was like, I'm streaming. Fu- yeah, I was like, fuck this game. I'm not fucking playing <laughs> this shit anymore. God, uh, I wish I could see some clips of that. Dude, it uh, was so annoying. It's a good game, though. It does a really good job. One thing I really liked about it is it did a really good job of making you like feel that the machines you were fighting were huge. And like that's cool. Cause you're in this like giant because you like be in a city and you're in this giant like mech that is like towering over like ten story tall buildings. And then you see this just fucking colossal walking machine that you have to climb on and like fight. Oh, cool. And it, they did a really good job of making you feel very small and very big. That's cool. Yeah. I like it when I feel small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then soccer, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. What was really interesting was the ninth most of 2023 was Lethal Company, a game with one developer. No that shit. Dude made- Fifty-two million dollars. Damn, bro. That dude. Hell fucking, yeah, that, dude bro. that dude's life changed like. In a year, I, dude. In a year, he fucking released. I would say one of the best multiplayer games to like come out in in, in, in a while. In a yeah, while, in a while. Yeah, uh, it's, cheap. 
made it by himself. Yeah, huge game, dude. That dude, that dude made so much profit off that shit, and it was so a cheap game profit. too. Yeah, and so much money. It made fifty two million, and it came out in October. That's fucking insane. That, that game pumped so, numbers. Yeah, bro. that game fucking. I mean, in, that dude's going up places for sure. Yeah, in terms of like the game that did the best profit wise, it was probably Lethal Company. Like that dude made. Oh, uh, 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 he's like uh, they're animal. like, "What's your profit?" I'm like, he's like fifty one point nine yeah, five million dollars, dude. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. Um, only other thing, dude. What's going on with Stanley Cups? I thought the chatter for a little bit was about hockey but i don't what? know what? i don't fucking know nor do i care it's What's one of those things on? of like a brand that's been around for fucking ever and like i listen this is my this is what i think happened i think stanley cups have been around for, they've been around a while but they weren't just receiving the attention that the company wanted so they started a meme campaign. Hydro Flask was doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They started right? a Hydro meme- Flask had been the hot shit. Yeah, Hydro Flask was like the move for this type of drinkware. Uh, and then, <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, dude. It is yeah. drinkware. Yeah, it though. is drinkware. Yeah. Um, and I think, I feel like Stanley Cups did like a meme campaign where they injected like yes. memes into the meme sphere of like oh yes. all these people and their Stanley Cups and it just snowballed into people buying Stanley Cups. I think they really are collecting Stanley Cups. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. I was like who convinced them that Stanley Cups are worth anything? Where did uh, that come Stanley from? Stanley Cups, you know, they pulled a little Nas It's a beanie X. baby. Yeah, exactly. They pulled a little Nas They made enough yeah. memes about their product, you know, that it became popular. Uh, which more power to you? That was good. That I mean, good job. That's a great marketing. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's turning into a whole thing. Yeah, it is. It's. uh, I don't get it. It's a little scurry, but it'd be what it'd be. I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit about Stanley Cup. So you know what? It's funny because like, uh, what what is this? Oh, it's called Thermo Flask. Somebody bought me this. It's a Hydro Flask copy, and I thought owning one would be stupid, and I actually love it. And uh, I think having one is really nice, but I never cared about the yeah. brand. Or yeah, the brand name. I mean, you're not really yeah. someone who fucking gives a shit about uh, a brand name or, or... Really, the only time I've ever been like, I want this brand is for a gun. I was about to say, it's guns. It's literally it's guns. guns. Anything else. I wanted a real Glock 26. I didn't want to make... I made a, I made a Glock 19, but I didn't want to make... I wanted a Glock 26 a glock that's 26? what olivia carried in fringe and i wanted one and it's <laughs> hell sick. fucking yeah dude god shout damn right shout out to fringe mm. uh let's real quick talk about late clone tyrone and then start content um yeah so they clone tyrone was great i mean i thought we already talked about they clone tyrone wasn't that the no no we put it on the we were it was right at the end so we wrote it down that we were going to talk about it Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what'd you think about it? Um, I thought it was like John Boyega's best performance for sure. He was incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the main character was awesome. Like, he was a really, really fucking good actor. And uh, who was the, that woman? Which what one? Was her name? Yo-Yo? Um, Yo-Yo, yeah. Tiona Paris. Paris. Yeah. What else has she done? I haven't really seen anything she's done before. Um, 
She was really, really good. Uh, I thought she was awesome. And then Jamie Foxx, dude. Dude, I love Jamie Foxx. I think Jamie Foxx is one of the best, like, one of the best actors of this generation. He's so good in everything he does. And he's he's really good. They were like, let's make Jamie Foxx be a pimp from the late 80s. I was like, oh, yes. A role born uh, that he was born to play, dude. He's so good at it. Um, I think. You came in here, went all through my haberdashery, passed on my bitch, and went outside and pulled a 50 cent. Incredible. Um, uh, I think I really do think um, Jamie Foxx is one of the best actors of you know like yes. his generation, yes. and he's like really good at being like a serious character, but also just being funny. And I'm Dude. like, I'm like, you're just like, it's kind of like he's like, I'm gonna learn the cello for a fucking movie about a disabled man l- playing the cello. Yeah, yeah. And then he's incredible in that movie and, I, I, and is a really good cello player. I think in also And then he's this. I think in movies like this it, it's kind of the thing where you know how Ryan Reynolds just kind of plays Ryan Reynolds and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's cool, yes. whatever." It's like a better version of that. Like he's like just playing I feel like this is what Jamie Foxx is actually like in Kinda, real life. Yes. And, yeah, and, yeah. And like that's awesome. I love Dude, that. Dude, I love watching I've seen some interviews of him. Uh, and it's like there's this one there he does where he's like hanging out with his friends and he does an impression of Donald Trump. And I just I love that clip because he's like killing his Dude, fucking friends yeah, with yeah. this thing. And I'm like, I bet it is so fun to just hang Dude, I out would with love Jamie Foxx. To hang out with Jamie Foxx. I was a little scared when he had that like stroke or whatever, and they were like, Oh, Dude, dude. I was like, No way we're gonna lose Jamie Foxx. That Absolutely would be, not. That would be devastating. devastating devastating dude absolutely devastating he was so good in baby driver too uh day shift he was great in um the craziest thing about that clip is he's he does a really really good donald trump he does he does a really good donald trump donald trump impression does a really good michael jackson impression as well yes he's like really good at impressions for some reason (laughs) (laughs) he's so funny um i did so i thought that movie was really beautiful it was filmed incredibly yeah uh and it felt like i feel like i feel like atlanta has set the standard for black weirdo media yeah and it just everything kind of feels a little bit like atlanta uh-huh. did it. i could definitely yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that i think uh i they did such a good fucking job on this movie i'm glad you told me to watch this because to be honest I didn't know what it was about, and I didn't know, like, what to expect from it. So, like, if I was, I don't know, if I was scrolling through it and I saw it, I probably wouldn't watch it just because I'm like, I have no idea what this entails. I, I know. I, I would have, the only way I would have watched it is, like, if I had, like, seen Jamie Foxx on the cover and been like, oh, that's, like, it's got Jamie Foxx and I'm going to watch it. Because I'll, you know, I'll watch, he's one of those people that, like, if he's in it, it's probably funny, or it's probably oh, just a really yeah. good film, so I'm going to watch it. He doesn't get in, like, a shit movie. No, I mean, that's I mean? that's yeah. why I watched Day Shift, because he was on the cover art for it, and I was like, oh, shit, it's Jamie Foxx, and I watched, yeah. I love when he finds the powder, and he's like, it ain't no snow, but yeah. I can still ski in yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Starts snorting it. <laughs> oh, shit, so but yeah, if you funny. haven't seen They Clone Tyrone, go watch it, it's really good. It was really, really awesome. Uh, Who goes first? You. Yeah, and yours is longer. Uh, All right. So, okay, Toothless, I'm sorry, baby. You're going to have to get off. Um, Okay, so I'm going to cover... It's my turn to cover the good... I'm sorry, hold on. Good guy, and I know this isn't visual media, but if you can't see, I'm doing... You can hear him do the quotes, gang. Good guy. 
Yeah. Um, and like, I'm a, I, yeah, I'm putting that in air quotes because the person I'm covering to some degree and to some people is considered a hero. Um, and I say some, but I like, I think she's pretty fucking cool. So that's a really all that matters. Uh, but I'm going to be covering St. Olga of Kiev. So, okay. Oh, so, interesting choice. Um, so do right. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in this, uh, very little is known about her early life. This was a long, long time ago, but somewhere around 890, uh, to 925 AD. Uh, but other than the fact that she was from Viking origin, there's not a lot to go off of. So, in comes her husband, Prince Igor I, the son of, of and heir of Rurik, founder of the Rurik dynasty. Once Rurik died, Igor takes over the... Uh, he takes over ruling Kievan Rus, which was a loose tribal federation that covered parts of Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus. So, Olga marries Igor, making Olga a princess. This happens around the time she's 15 or so, give or take. Again, not a lot to go off of. So, they're ruling the shit out of this place, uh, which is pretty kick-ass. And Igor is out there kicking ass, taking names. And one day, he's like, you know what? Those Drevlians over yonder, fuck them. I think they need to pay me some tribute. So, the Drevlians were a neighboring tribe that Kievan Rus had not... Uh, not a super simple uh, relationship with, but that's uh, it's a whole other thing. Uh, yeah. They paid tribute to Kievan Rus before, but after the death of Oleg the Wise, who was kind of Igor's mentor, they stopped paying uh, Kievan Rus tribute, and they started paying tribute to a local warlord. So Igor goes over there with his men, and he's like, hey, fuck you guys, give me my money. And they do, and that's awesome. So... Cool, fine, everything's good. Well, Igor goes home and is like, you know what? Not enough money. I need more. He ends up going back and is like, hey, fuck you. Pay me more money. And the Dreadlians are like, yeah, sure thing, buddy. And then they ambush him and fucking murder him. Uh, they tie him to two trees and split him in oh. half. And they also cut. Whoa! Yeah, right, right. Yeah. They, uh, they also cut Igor's head off, um, pull the skin off of it empty out its contents, and then dip it in gold. And the ruler of the Drevli- uh, Drevlians, Prince Maul, turns it into his own personal chalice. So, since Igor died, and Igor and Olga's son, Svetoslav, uh, was only three years old at the time, Olga takes over the throne until Svetoslav is old enough to rule. Meanwhile, the Drevli- Drevlians are rock hard about their ambush. Big dick swinging. Prince Maul thinks he can't be touched, so he hits up Olga, and he ends up sending 20 Drevlian negotiators on a boat to Kiev, and they're like, so, so they're like, hey, baby, sorry about murdering your husband, but you know what you should do is marry Prince Maul. He totally wants you. What do you say? And Olga responds, your proposal is pleasing what? to me, indeed. My husband cannot rise again from the dead, but I desire to honor you tomorrow in the presence of my people. Return now to your boat and remain there with an aspect of arrogance. I shall send you on the morrow, and you shall say, quote, We will not ride on horses nor go on foot. Carry us in our boat, and you, should be, you shall be carried in your boat. And that's what she tells these Drevlian negotiators to say when her men come and greet them tomorrow, the next day, whatever. So, the Drevlians are like, hell fucking yeah, that's what I like to hear, bitch. And the next let's day, go. yeah, they're like, let's fucking go, dude. And so the next day, they're sitting in their boat outside Olga's court. 
when her boys show up and tell them, and so Olga's men show up, and the Drevlian negotiators tell them what Olga told them to say, and these men are picked up in their boat and paraded through town. Super jazzed about it, like, fuck yeah, this is a great honor, and it's being bestowed upon us, and, you know... We're having a good time. Everyone's they're loving just it. On a boat, on people's like shoulders. Oh, shoulders, yeah. They're, and they're parading through town. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, yeah, you guys are so cool." And then they get to the end of the parade route, and they're like, "Hey, that's a really big hole." And they fucking throw them in this giant <laughs> pit that they buried, they dug up the <laughs> night before, <laughs> and they bury these motherfuckers. Like, they're like fifteen all. feet into the hole in the middle of the night. It's like, oh, it's gonna be so yeah, worth it's it. Gonna, yeah, it's so worth it. it, dude. Oh my god, imagine their faces yeah, when they throw yeah. in there. It's gonna uh, be insane. So they bury this man alive. Oldest trick in the book. Oldest trick in the book. <laughs> Think you're having a parade into a hole? That you know, it gets him every time, baby. Um, that's just it's right next to like four other holes yeah. they've done this with. There's like half ships hanging out of it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe it keeps working, and they just keep going. <laughs> it's for insane. It. Um, so. She buries uh, these Drevlians and their ship and fucking wipes her hands of them. Now, the... Uh, where was I? Sully, uh, thrown into a... Uh, with, uh, buried alive. So, Olga sends a message to the Drevlians uh, that they should send their most distinguished men to her in Kievan Rus so that she might go to Prince Maul with due honors. <laughs> She's like, guys, dig it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I'm about to do the funniest thing. Uh, yeah. Ever. <laughs> 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 so uh So she she sends that to Prince Maul, and once Prince Maul gets this message, uh he's like, Holy shit, this is going way better than I expected. And he sends another party of men, the best men who govern the land of Drevia. So, like, real important dudes, and they get there, and Olga is like, wow, thank you so much for coming. Please go to our finest bathhouse, have a bath, wash yourself before you appear before me. And the dudes are like, fuck yeah, a nice hot bath after we've been riding all this time. We love that. Exactly what I need. Yeah, so they get all naked, and they enter the bathhouse. Once inside, Olga's men bar the doors, and they burn that motherfucker to the ground. Um, just with those dudes inside it, and uh, other, another dude, classic. Got him. Yeah, another classic. Um, She's like, this is easy, right? Like <laughs> these men are She's, stupid. She's like, I've I've dismantled the top third of their government, dude. Right? Yeah, pretty much, pretty fucking much. Um, so uh, they burn it to the ground. Any man who's trying to escape gets murdered to death, and uh, so. After this happens, Olga sends another message to the Drevlians and is like, Hey, prepare great quantities of mead in the city where you killed my husband, that I may weep over his grave and hold a funeral feast for him. So Olga shows up to this feast with a small entourage. It's like her and a handful of dudes. And they start drinking and having a grand old time. She mourns her husband um, and you know they kind of celebrate his life and the fact that they're about to have this fucking... Um, uh, you know, uh, coming together of tribes yeah, or whatever. Union. Yeah, union. Yeah. That's I. I kept wanting to say reunion, and I was like, that's not right. No, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she shows up with a small group of men, and they start drinking, having a good time, honor her dead husband, and as the night goes, is, is you know, 
in full swing, one of the Drevlians, you know, is talking to her, and he's like, hey, super weird you only came with a few people. Usually royalty travels with, like, an army. That's a little odd, you know. I think other people think that as well. And she's like, oh, yeah, about that. And then a bunch of Kievan Roos warriors kick the fucking doors open and start slaughtering yeah. everybody. Um, they're, like, waiting at the door for someone yeah, to mention no, it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, like, a glass to the door. He's like, yeah. come on, motherfucker. One of you say it. So, someone say it. It's weird. So according to, you know, in this, these numbers could be a little bit fudged, but, like, over a 1,000 Drevlian people died that night. Um, I think the numbers they try to say they said was like five thousand. I couldn't confirm, like have a hard source for that, but like it, it was over a thousand. Um, so after this, Olga returns to her city and prepares her armies to fight off the remaining Drevlian survivors, and they do, and they beat the survivors into surrender. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Jesus you murder their Christ. entire government. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she beats the survivors into surrender. Like, dude, when you when we don't just all get out in a field uh, yeah, and fight, right? This is way this harder, sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so. All the remaining survivors, they pay her tribute. She marches on the Drevlian capital, um, Eskurlistan, and she lays siege to it. The siege lasts for about a year before Olga is like, Prince Maul, why do you keep fighting me back? Everyone else is submitted. Just pay the fucking tribute, and we won't have to starve your people out. And Prince Maul is like, uh, okay, fine. You know what? We'll pay the tribute, but we're a little scared you're going to try to avenge your husband. And Olga is like, you know what? You give me three pigeons and three sparrows from each house, and we're even Stevens. And Prince Maul, because he's a fucking idiot, is like, that's an incredible trade. You just want some birds? Absolutely. I'll give you all the fucking birds you want, bitch. And so she gives Olga her birds. Like, get a load of this, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this fucking birds. idiot, dude. Yeah. Birds. Uh, you can't buy shit with birds. Um, so... Uh, she, he gives her three pigeons and three sparrows from each household. And, uh, she's like, cool, we're good. You pay your fucking tribute. We're even Stevens. You gave me your, my, the birds I requested. Don't worry about it. And they're like, wow, that is insane. Thank you so much for your kindness. So as they're leaving, uh, Olga decides to attach sulfur and paper to the legs of all of these birds. And at night, she has her soldiers light the paper on fire, release the birds. The birds are fucking freaking out because they're on fire. And they end up flying back to their nests within the city. And they burn that motherfucker to the ground. Like, catches just about every building in that city on fire at once. I mean... To be fair, no one ever done that before. No, that yeah, no, I would not have seen that coming. I was like, like watching. Imagine watching a a thousand birds, birds come back yeah. on fire, yeah. flying back dude, to you on fire. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, what the fuck is that, dude? <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, I can imagine they're like in the war room before, like they give her the birds and like, what the fuck does she want with all these birds? And yeah. like his like captains are like, I have no, I have, like, there's no she military. Just told us to get the birds. Yeah, there's no like military strategy I can think of that would involve a thousand birds so um catches she catches the fucking city on fire olga captures fleeing survivors she kills some of them and gives the others as slaves to her followers so as time goes on olga continues her rule until her son is old enough to take the throne himself so she establishes what and so while she is when sletisov becomes old enough to rule he doesn't really give a shit about, like, administrative stuff. He's like, yeah, mom, take care of all that. I don't give a fuck. I have that somewhere in here, but just to reiterate. 
Um, so while Olga is ruling, she ends up establishing the first tax system recorded in Eastern Europe. She establishes hunting reserves, towns, boundary posts, trading posts, as well as as well as uh, administrative centers for her trade centers, um, which is pretty badass. And she's also fucking swatting marriage proposals down like it was going out of style. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. So sometimes in the nine sometime in the nine fifties. Olga travels to Constantinople to visit Emperor Constantine VII and converts to Christianity. So as up to this point, Whoa. yeah. So as up to this point, she had been pagan, and all of her people in in Kiev and Rus had been pagan as well. Uh, her reasoning for converting isn't truly known, but she goes to Constantine, and her and him get to talking, and he's just kind of fucking enthralled by her, and he's like, and he says, "quote You would be worthy." Uh, you would be worthy to reign with me in my city. And Olga is like, oh, okay. Um, okay, a little, like, you're kind of into me. I, yeah, you're into me, I can tell. So she says, uh, well, you know, I'm actually pagan, and for that to happen, I would need to be, you know, a Christian. And she was like, it, she was like, if you want to baptize me, then you have to do it yourself. So the emperor was like, all right, bitch, you ain't got to tell me twice. Hell yeah, I'll baptize Funny. you. Then I'm going to wife you up. And so he personally performs her baptism. And afterwards, he's like, so what's up? What about that marriage? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And Olga is like, ooh, sorry, you actually did my baptism. So that would be spiritual incest, according to doctrine. So uh, see he's you like, later. He's like checking his Bible. Yeah, like, he's like, what the fuck? No so, fucking way. So Emperor Constantine is like, Holy shit, that was clever as hell what you just did, and gives her a bunch of like God, gold. I'm more attractive, dude, right? Yeah, <laughs> gives her a bunch of fucking gold and and silks to like send her home with because he was like, damn, that was a good fucking move. He's um, like, yeah, dude, you want to slam some ass before you go? Exactly, touch some bits, baby. Uh, so she goes back to Kiev and Rus, and she talks to Sletisov about converting them to Christianity, and he's like, fuck no. He's like, nobody's going to go for that. He was like, you know, our ancestors are pagans. We're pagans. Like, it's just not going to happen. And Olga's like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm not going to push the uh, – the, not going to push it any further. So fast forward to the 960s. Sletisov is out with his army doing the Viking thing and burning – uh, fucking burning people and just basically destroying everything in stealing his path. And plundering. Yeah, stealing and plundering. And cool. so it was, and again, like I said earlier, it was not uncommon for Sletislav to go, you know, go out with the boys and do some plundering while Olga remained back in Kievan Rus to run things and make sure the day-to-day, you know, went as planned. Mainly due to the fact that uh, the day-to-day ruler type shit really bored Sletchazov, and he was like, I just want to kill shit, so mom, here you go, take over the city, and I'm going to go burn this village down. So, uh, while, dude, what a time, what a time, bro, what a fucking time. Uh, I just being in a village and like hoping that you don't get attacked. By yeah, them. yeah, hoping that like an army doesn't crest the hill and just fuck. I want to go back in time and give a small hamlet on the hill an AK forty seven. Dude, say with four mags. I'm like, look, just Point, you'll know when to use. Pull this. the trigger. That's all yeah, you need to know. do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. While Sletazov is gone on this campaign, a group of Pechenegs soldiers show up to Kievan Rus and start attempting to besiege the city. So, 
Olga is like, well, fuck, our army is gone. What are we going to do? So she comes up with this plan, and it's a pretty fucking good one. She sends this young boy who is fluent in the Pecheneg language to venture from the city through the Pechenegs that are surrounding the city, you know, through their lines, and he's to swim across the river to a small garrison of troops led by Sletislav's general who were, uh, who were stationed on this other side of the river, and he's got to deliver them a message. So the boy, who is brave as hell, walks right through the enemy lines. He's pretending he's looking for a horse. He crosses the river, and as he's crossing the river, they actually figure out what's happening. They're like, oh, this kid is not one of ours. And they start. No trying. one ever crosses a river yeah, yeah. looking for a horse. Right, exactly. He's like, that's a little suspicious. There ain't no horses in that river. We would have seen it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, they start trying to like shoot the arrows at him. They can't hit him because he's already too far. So he gets across the river, and he tells the general. That's back when arrows could go like fifty. Yeah. Yards. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a it. light <laughs> toss of an arrow. Yeah. Dude. yeah. <laughs> um. So. He goes to this general and he tells them, you know, hey, Kievan Rus is in dire straits right now. Uh, Princess Badass wants you to take your men across the river. As you're crossing the river and cresting this hill, make as much fucking noise as you possibly can. Make it sound like there are thousands of you when there's only a small handful of you. Um, so the men end up doing just that. They make a shitload of noise. They're blaring their fucking trumpets like it's going out of style. Um, and they end up actually scaring the Pechenegs into think into lifting the siege because they believe Slatislav's army is returning. How much noise could they have been making? Yeah, right. How That's what noise? I like, How much how fucking much noise, noise dude? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am back. Um, <laughs> so and and so the uh, the ruler of these Pechenegs who were besieging the city, he goes up to Pretich, who is the garrison general, and he's like, "So, uh, are you Slavstislav?" And Pretich is like, "No, I'm not. But we're the vanguard for his army. The main troops will be here soon." And the Pechenet guy is like, uh, that sucks. I don't want to deal with that. They shake hands. And then for some reason, they, uh, the Pechenek ruler get, exchanges his horse, sword, and arrows for Preach's armor. Um, like, just a quick tradesies before you go. He's like, I like that armor. And then He's the, like, whoa. What you got there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I like yours, horse, swords, and arrows. And they're like, let's trade it. Um, you don't know. So, so like getting naked, yeah, in front right of in front of everybody. They're like, they're like okay, we're about to leave, dude. They're what like, Preetage, that is your third set of armor you've given to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, we don't have any more horses, dude. Oh yeah. Um, so after this, they lift the siege on the city, and the Pechenegs take off. Once they're out of sight. Olga leans to her advisor and is like, get my motherfucking son on the horn right now. Get that motherfucker <laughs> back here. And so Sledgeslav comes back and she's like, hey, real quick, we just like almost got fucking siege. Go hunt those men down and bring me their fucking heads. And that's exactly what Sledgeslav does. He's like, does. amazing. He's like, yeah. He's like, I love doing I love that. You, Mom. Yeah, yeah. And so he and uh, a group of his men hop on their horses and they track these Pechenek soldiers down and they kill every single one of them and they bring them their head. They bring their heads back. And this uh, is why women weren't allowed to rule. Dude, way too yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got way too effective. <laughs> way too good at what they're doing. Um, men and, were just pretending. Dude, we were just pre- we were trying to nah, kill each other like when, that all nah, the time. Dude, fucking if like all of the like rulers of the world that were men were it were women like a lot of shit more shit would have got done um just, yeah, a lot a lot more shit would have got done 
but after this, uh, shortly after this, Olga ends up passing away from an illness. She was like 86, which I'm like, Viking times? 86? That's crazy, dude. You might as well be like 120. She's seen like six generations dude, of Vikings. Yeah, which is fucking insane. They're like, we just do everything she says. <laughs> I was my dad knew her when yeah. he was a baby. My great 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 just listen to everything she said. Yeah, his, and then I told my grandkids the same thing. Yeah, it's like she knew my great 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 grandpa. So uh-huh. uh she might be fucking immortal. That's a dude. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's so she story. she was christened. She's hard. Yeah, oh, hard as fuck. So she was, I, I you know, I called her Saint Olga, and then I didn't talk about her sainthood because I was like too too caught up with the fucking cool yeah. shit. Yeah, but she, you know, she was christened, um, and you know, she be you know being fucking. Uh, what was the saintly thing she did to get christened? Just was it just saving badass. all of those Christians? Just being fucking badass, dude. All right. Yeah, just being fucking hard as shit. Honestly, I That's forgot. Like, that sounds like Mac. Yeah, your yeah, question. yeah. <laughs> for being badass. badass. Um, I honestly kind of forgot about the sainthood part. I was so enthralled with with her badass <laughs> fucking burning shit down and killing people. I forgot about the sainthood. So I was also trying to not to put too much in my notes to make them long. So that was about like two and a half pages. I thought what was really funny was, I don't know why that's happening. Uh, the part where you were like, I know if I was doing the research, I'd be like uh, reading it and like Andy traded his armor for this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> like, it's just such a like specific detail. detail all yeah. of that. Yeah. You're like, why did and, that happen? And, yeah, and that's why I put it in there because I was like, I was like, one, you'll appreciate this, and two, this makes like, why, why was this recorded in history that this trade happened? Uh, and I would like to think that Pretich was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll give you my armor for these things, knowing that Slatislav was going to come kill all of them anyways, and he was going to get his armor back. Um, so that's what I would like to think happened. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Uh, that's a good story. I really liked that. Thank I you. didn't know all that. Thank you. Uh, are you ready for mine? I am. I am. Um, I am covering someone not nearly as historically significant, okay. uh, but pretty famous. I'm covering Cornelius Crane Chase, or as many of you would know him as Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah, actor. that's right. That's right. The actor. Um, I'm not going to go too much into his past, but I want you to know that Cornelia Crane Chase is from a family of people that can trace their lineage to putting their feet on America uh. in 1600. And he is from a family that vacationed in a summer estate. Okay, so that's the past that this is okay. unbelievably wealthy. He had... Uh, like a general from the American Revolution in his family, um, the a famous Dutch family like that was like part of their government. One of the original Mayflower passengers were their family. Like that's they are crazy. Old, old money. money. Yeah, yeah. Old God money. Damn. It's crazy. It feels like everybody whose family landed in the Mayflower who did not die was is the richest people yeah, forever. <laughs> you, it, it, what a weird coincidence. You know I, what I'm saying? <laughs> really weird. Um, so anyway, who cares about him? He grew up some rich asshole, right? So we're going to start from his big break, which was when he was a cast member in the very first season of SNL, starting the weekend update segment that is a now staple of the show. Um 
I, and that's in the seventies. And, um, so he, I picked Chevy Chase because I'm doing the spice this week. I'm picking an asshole and Chevy Chase did not take long to become an asshole. I'm not surprised. Um, so if any of our listeners are big community fans, and follow the news calls closely. It's probably no secret, but Chevy Chase had the reputation of being quite an asshole, um, which we will come back to for the community portion of later because Chevy's story of being an asshole started a whopping 50-plus years ago. God damn. So SNL had been designed to be a show that highlighted the whole troupe's talents, but Chevy became excuse me, a breakout star with his weekly roles. He had kind of a leg up uh, because he had the weekend update and his catchphrase was, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. And the line that was written for him, but pretty much became his life motto. But it's like because of the show, how it was structured, he would say his name every episode. So like okay. that was that, you know, that's kind of like a built in make people remember who you are sort of thing. Uh, interviews with writers revealed that the fame very quickly got to Chase's head. He be- he was highlighted nationally instantly. Eight months into the first season, he's already ordering other cast around, um, which really pr- pissed off J- John Belushi. You don't say. Uh, he was bragging about making tons of money and was only focused on getting more screen time. Um, do you know a lot of older comedians? I meant to ask you about Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Like from you the do, Animal you know, like House Belushi. days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I grew up on all that shit. Yeah, same. Like, my dad and uncle loved that shit, and they always showed me those movies. So. Uh-huh, same. Um, so uh, he also called Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner, and Jane Curtin Chevy's girls. They didn't choose that name, and they didn't like it. That was his. You his don't name say. Name. Yeah. So also, as not as a surprise, no one in the cast liked working with him. And by season two, he missed the second and third episodes, claiming to have suffered a groin injury that required hospitalization, even though he was shown dancing at the end of episode one. Uh. Chatter is the writers in cast wanted to see how the show would work without him. And Chase himself said that he, quote, had nothing invested there emotionally after by season two. So he did a few more episodes and he was out for good. Okay. Um, his saga with SNL is long and storied. Uh, and I'm going to get into a couple of the stories here. So he'd returned to host in season three, which really pissed off cast member Bill Murray. Okay. Who had been kind of Chevy Chase's replacement. You know, Bill Murray is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, famously, Bill Murray him. is a huge asshole. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I know. It yeah. sucks. He's an asshole. Sucks. But also he plays an asshole and then he is an asshole. Yeah. Like, All right, he's yeah, just an okay. asshole. So... He had been uh, hired in season two to replace Chase. And when the writers and cast were working with Chevy to plan his visit, um, Chevy had was even demanding that the current update anchor, Curtin, be bumped from her position for the night, not even be on the show. He said, quote, Jane, let's face it. Uh, Chase is quoted as saying in a contentious meeting in Michael's office, you can't be on the screen with me at the same time. What the fuck? All right, dude. What a dick. That was from uh, the ultimateclassicrock.com was that quote. Uh, They had a really good article about this portion of it. So while they prepped for this episode, Chase really pissed off Bill Murray. um, So they get into a spat, and Bill Murray goes for a little bit of blood because Chase had uh, been having public marital problems. And I can't remember if he'd been divorced or there had been talks about it publicly, but... Bill Murray's like, why don't you go fuck your wife? I hear someone needs to. I was like, damn, damn, got his ass. Spicy, (laughs) yeah, come Uh, blood. And Chase told Murray, he's like that uh, Neil Armstrong had landed on his face because Bill Murray famously has a pretty cratered fucking face. Yeah, Uh, 
few days later, as they prepped for the cold open, Chase spied Bill Murray in Belushi's dressing room and for some reason, like, tried to say some shit about it. And Murray and Chase start tussling. No shit. Real fighting. Let's go, Um, dude. Chase, Chevy Chase ends up actually starting the cold open of that episode with fucking punch marks on his face. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Bill Murray got some in. As they were pulled apart, several writers mentioned this in interviews. I, I saw it mentioned a bunch of times, but as they were pulled apart, Bill Murray yells, medium talent Chevy Chase. <laughs> Such a good burn. Oh, God, his ass. Uh, so there was another incident where Robert Downey Jr. was on there. Uh, Chase said to him, didn't your father used to be a successful director? Whatever happened to him? Boy, he sure died, you know? He sure went to hell. What All the right. fuck? Hilarious joke, Jimmy Yeah, Chase. you got him. Got his uh, ass, I guess. He said to Ted Sweeney, the first openly gay cast member on SNL, I've got an idea for a sketch for you. How about we see you have AIDS and we weigh you every week? Dude, Dude what, what the fuck? Oh, that is horrible. Such a piece actually, of shit. There's another horrible one that I didn't even want to repeat um, that he said specifically to Ted Sweeney. But long story short, in 1997, he gets invited to host, and while preparing for a squit, he fucking slaps a woman, Sherry O'Terry, on the back of the head uh, as a joke. As uh, yeah, and, Always as a but joke. other fellow cast member, Will Farrell, uh, if you know who that is, got really fucking pissed off and, and went up to Lorne Michaels and was like, "That's I'm done with Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase was banned from uh, hosting forever. Dude, nice. Uh, which, he was the only cast member by then uh, who had ever been banned from hosting SNL. I knew, I knew Will Farrell was a solid guy. Solid man. Oh, yeah, for yeah. real. He really is. A uh, very famous line from Bill Murray in the around that time was, "He has an ego that today he's as remembered for bridges burned as for punchlines delivered." Uh, he says, "When you become famous, you've got like a year or two where you act like a real asshole. You can't help yourself. It happens to everybody. You've got like two years to pull it together, or it's permanent." And I, that line gets thrown around about Chevy Chase all the time because it, it, it went to head, his head, and he really did. So he's getting this national profile. There was even talk that he might replace Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show. Chase was too cool, though. He was like, I'd never be tied down for five years interviewing TV personalities. I'm a cool guy. Oh my but God. Carson was like, Chase couldn't ad-lib a fart after a baked bean dinner. Damn. And nothing came of the rumors. That was a quote. Uh, God his ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, despite all of this, Chevy had a real good run of movies uh, by, in the 1980s. Yeah. Where he did Caddyshack, Fletch, and National Lampoon Vacation Series. For the Christmas Vacation movie, which I think was the second or third, they'd hired Chris Columbus, which is his real name, oh, uh, to direct. Yeah, and unfortunately, Chris met Chevy Chase, uh, so they went to dinner together to like get everything, you know, meet yeah. each other about the project. And Columbus hated Chase, and he fucking calls up the writer, and he and he's like, "Dude, Chase treated me like shit. I'm not, I don't want to do this." Shocker. So, the writer was John Hughes, and John Hughes was like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Let me write you Home Alone. Go ahead and yeah. make that into a movie. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Damn. So we, we directed Home Alone. That's insane. Home Alone happened because Chevy Chase was such an asshole. Isn't oh, weird? dude, the fucking Isn't Chevy Chase effect. Brenda bro. Song got pregnant because Chevy Chase is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> weird. The degrees of separation. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, another one that comes up was Fletch. 
I actually hadn't seen Fletch. I don't really know much about it, but it was well liked at the time. Uh, it made like fifty million off of six million dollar budget, and there were talks of it getting reboots. And Kevin Smith wanted to do it. You know about Kevin Smith, yeah, right? Yeah. And Kevin Smith was like, he he did a classic blunder. He went and had dinner with Chevy Chase before Damn. he made the project. Yeah, no, no, to do it. And, and he was like, oh, this guy's awful. Uh, so Chevy, and apparently Chevy Chase like acts like he invented everything comedic and uh, of course kevin smith was like dude no especially because kevin smith's a huge nerd so he's like he's yeah gonna know he, shit, oh you know? yeah he knows his yeah. shit yeah so but that's that was in the future that's just a little bit of some of the bridges that he burns just being chevy chase um so in the 1980 while filming the movie modern problems it's a scene where he's dreaming and that he's an airplane and he's wearing like landing lights. Yeah. That during filming malfunction and passed a, a ample electric current through his arm, back, and neck, very nearly killing him. Damn. Uh, he also got divorced around this time and got very, very depressed. And um, nobody was really hanging out with him or supporting him. But then he did vacation, quadrupled that budget at the box office, did Fletch, quadrupled that budget. Then he made some more movies, most famously Three Amigos. Uh, have you seen that one? Yeah, With Martin yeah, yeah. Short and Steve Martin. Love that movie. Uh, where he said he actually had fun, and no one got pissy with him. No shit. Uh, the, he loved filming that movie. Yeah, he said he had a great time. Because, I mean, uh, like, he he's very arrogant, but there's no way that he's going to think Steve Martin Martin Short aren't funny. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to acknowledge that those guys are legends. So... I think he was like, these guys are my fellow stars. Yeah. So Saw we're them as equals. equals. So yeah. they had, yeah, so they were fun. Uh, and there also weren't like minorities, women, or gays, so he couldn't like uh, make fun of their um, themselves. Yeah. So as far as him being a chode goes, the 80s were relatively quiet in that regard, probably because he was actually successful. So by the 90s, his success started to fade. He opens a decade with three movies that cr- c- gross a combined $34 million and get horrible ratings damn and despite his assertion yeah i know uh despite his assertion that he could never interview celebrities he also gets started on the chevy chase show on fox which was originally supposed to be dolly parton's show Um, no shit she said yeah she said nah i don't want to do it you should do chevy chase and i think she did it because she hates chevy chase (laughs) (laughs) so they spent a million on putting the show together uh, promise advertiser it's going to get like 6 million viewers a night and they run it. Turns out Chase absolutely fucking sucks. Uh, and he sucked in the live format and he wasn't funny. He was visibly nervous. And he would try to hype up the crowd to seem more excited and they weren't. And after only five weeks, five weeks, they canceled the show. Damn. What a fucking It was widely shot to the considered. Nappies. Yeah, it was widely considered one of the worst TV shows of all time. Like it, there's a ton of like famous tv blunder lists and whatever or like most unsuccessful shows and like he's on there every that's time. awesome fuck him so he mostly cranks out flops and unasked for sequels he makes six national lampoon vacation movies jesus christ yeah 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 all of this leads up to a very famous incident but kind of so there's a reason not a lot of people know about it but it's pretty pivotal in chevy chase's life um the 2002 roast of Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. So, this was at the New York Friars Club, a 100-plus-year-old comedy club famous for spicy roasts and quite literally the most famous people alive are its members. Yeah. Fucking Frank Sinatra to goddamn Seinfeld or in this group. So, and Chevy had already been roasted once back in 1990 while he was still pretty famous. 
and he hadn't done some of his more egregious shit that he'd done on SNL and had the decade of failure to like make him more bitter. <clears throat> so, um, after his decade of failed movies and famously uh, terrible TV show, here are his roasters. Remember, this is the year 2002. So if you recognize the names, remember this is the year 2002 for these people. The roasters were Todd Berry, Richard Belzer, Beverly D'Angelo, Al Franken, Stephen Colbert, Lisa Lampanelli, Greg Giraldo, Mark Marone, uh, Marin, Marin, uh, Nathan Lane, Steve Martin, Lorraine Newman, Randy Quaid, Martin Short, and Freddie Roman. Um, at the time, only like three of these people were famous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mar- Martin Short, Randy Quaid, and um, Steve Martin. And who was it? It was one of these. Oh, uh, Lorraine Newman, right? I think Lorraine Newman was in one of the movies that he was in. Lorraine Newman was in... One of the house ones, I think. Or the Lampoon Vacation ones. But, uh, yeah, she had been on SNL. Not super famous woman at all. And so Steve Martin and Martin Short were definitely the most famous. They actually weren't even there. They sent videos in, and so did Randy Quaid. Uh, but that Randy Quaid wasn't that famous. He's just Randy Quaid. Yeah. Oh, he was also in National Lampoon movie. Remember, he was the one whose yeah. shitter was cool. So... Um, it was extra funny for a roast because none of these people even knew Chevy Chase and he didn't really know them and they had pretty much only seen him in shitty 90s movies (laughs) in the last 10 years. Chevy was confused. He was like, producers, producers, why haven't you invited anyone famous? They said they did. No one wanted to come. No one wanted to show up. Nobody. Everybody turned it down, bud. Um, and the roast itself was actually fairly brutal. Uh, you can actually watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's pretty awkward, pretty uncomfortable. A lot of the jokes focus on uh, Chase's failed career. I especially like the line by Mark Marone, um, at least I'm a nobody at the beginning of my career. Damn. That's pretty funny. That's Damn, a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, they do a lot of jokes about his drug addiction, being a huge asshole. Uh, also, he has a history of anti-Semitic rem- remarks, so they had a couple uh, jabs in about that, just in case you thought he could be shittier. Uh, there's also a song and dance number called We Couldn't Get Anybody Good. Damn. Damn. <laughs> uh, the Martins, uh, Steve, they even said on the video that they couldn't come because they were filming Three Amigos sequel without him. Damn. Which wasn't true. That's but not still. true. But they had been filming a bunch of movies together without Chevy Chase. They did – like Three Amigos is when those two started working together all the time and they did not include a particular person, oh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, you don't say – um, it one uh really good one is Colbert's bit was particularly brutal. Um, no cheap shots about the personal life. Nah, he cut he cut him to the bone, man. He cut him about the insecurities and and his failures. Jesus. The best line was before you attack him, think there may come a day in your darkest hour when you are a shadow of your albeit paper thin self, and when that day comes, I hope you are cheered up by something that Mister Chamus. Mr. Chase so famously said, he's Chevy Chase and you're not. Damn. If that doesn't cheer you up, then I don't know what will. Damn. <laughs> Dude. It's just fucking so, lefts and rights, brother. There's no, like, yeah, there's no funny 
slightly mean-spirited fucking And no jokes. one's really, like, laughing, laughing in the crowd either. It's, like, a pretty quiet feeling. Um, so, like any good roast, it ends with the roastee going up there, and he takes his shots back. Uh, so he gets up there, and he says, I agree with everything that's been said. Uh, he tries to talk a little bit more, and his voice breaks. And he walks off 80 seconds later. No shit. Damn, that is. And then he went home and cried in his hotel room. Had uh... a breakdown, he says. In an interview with Entertainment Magazine, he cited it as his rock bottom, making him realize just how much he had burned his bridges. Comedy Central aired the roast one single time and then shelved it. Yeah, probably a good Don't idea. Don't feel bad for him. He didn't get better. Okay, yeah, that's Chevy Chase true. learned nothing. So this is getting long, and I'll wrap it up. But here's the thing. If you feel bad for Chevy Chase, don't. He didn't change. His career stayed in the dumps until the hit show Community, where he plays an old asshole. And during the f- entire filming of that show, he was a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, good, a couple of quick examples. He recognized that Glo- Donald Glover was a better talent than him. And so he tried to throw him off between takes with racist jokes. Jokes. Um, Glover had the emotional maturity recognized that it was the failing swings of a dying, forgotten old man. And he even showed empathy for him. And I was like, God, Donald Glover, yeah, you're better than class that. Um, there was a game that cast members played on Twitter called Chevy or Pierce where they would tweet a line that was said by either Chevy out of character or lines written for Pierce in the show. They were never Pierce in the show. They were all Chevy <laughs> Chase. All Chevy Chase. They were mostly incredibly racist. Um, and he also did once drop an N-bomb at a table read that was not written. It was not a written word. Jesus. He was trying to ad-lib. Jesus. So he was barred from uh, Yahoo Entertainment. for or, No, who was it? He was barred from... NBC or someone from even discussing more of that incident. So, damn. At the end of season, there's this famous YouTube clip that I, I remembered. Um, at the end of season one, Dan Harmon announces that the show has been picked up for. He's got the uh, the fucking camera on, and he's like, kind of gathered the crew together, and they feel like something bad's gonna happen. And he's like, "I've got bad news. It's kind of a mixed situation." You're all going to have to work with Chevy for another season. Damn. <laughs> so Damn. he was announcing that he got picked up for season two by announcing that they have to work with Chevy Chase. Uh, the I will say in the tiniest bit of defense that Dan Harmon did aggravate the Chevy Chase situation quite a bit. He was pretty mean to him. He even apologized for it, recognizes it, but I also don't think Jimmy Chase deserves anything. No, no, absolutely not. Um, Chase said in an interview just last year after he'd been excluded from the weird Yahoo TV last season revival of the show that it, quote, wasn't funny enough for him, and he didn't want to be around those people. Mm. Um, He... uh, Oh, yeah, one last detail. I will say, the season three rap party... Of community ends with Dan Harmon leading the cast and crew in a chant that says, Fuck you, Chevy. Damn. Fuck you, Chevy. Damn. <laughs> Dude, there's got like like for for the crew like for Dan Harmon to be that fucking like shitty to you, you had to have done fucking Well, stuff, and the thing like, is, I, I think he was kind of acting as like a response. To because how he treated all these cast and crew below him, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the guy in charge, so he could kind of fucking bat at him when no one else could. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and, and also like, he's a huge piece of shit, and he deserved to feel bad. And I can't time. imagine the shit that like Chevy Chase said that we don't know about while on that show. 
Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, so uh that's it. That's the story. Dude, he's a failure. He's forgotten. No one cares about oh, him. What a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit to the end. He insists, basically insists he's done nothing wrong and everybody's a bunch of assholes. Dude, imagine like being that much of a cock your entire life and just fucking doubling down your entire For career. 60 years. Like when literally everybody is like, hey, you're a fucking dickhead and no one likes you. It, you don't sit there and stop. Like even after the road, you have a fucking breakdown because people are so mean to you and like not even jokingly mean. They're just they don't fucking like mean. you. There's me. Yeah. And you and you want to sit there and like not change at all, bro. Like you deserve it. You fucking deserve it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I, I think he is just. An utterly reprehensible person. There was a mention of he. I can't remember what he did. He was like, because he he's been around SNL. He just hasn't been. He wasn't yeah. allowed to host ever yeah. again. I think they did something like fifty years in or what the fuck ever. And uh, he was like, oh man, I had so much fun being on camera acting. And he's like, I'd do it again in a minute. I'm like. Bro, Steve Martin and Martin Short do. They, they yeah, still do. Still in their because career. They have careers. Yeah. Still in their career. Yeah. Shit. To this day. You they, work, I'm like, you work with Donald Glover, dude. You worked with like really successful people yeah. early in their careers. You could have made really valuable connections and you were a piece of and shit. And you were a fucking bitch to them because you thought that you deserved. And Harmon, too. Yeah, Harmon's so successful. Yeah, so successful. And, but All these connections. You fucking. He could have had a late career renaissance, but. He couldn't do it. He instead makes his money by playing himself, mm-hmm. and that's it. And he fades into oblivion. What a fucking Rest nerd. in piss, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Rest in motherfucking piss. I will say, uh, I don't know, probably a sugary episode, right? What? Your lady, your lady did b- bigger good than Chevy yeah. Chase oh. did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Chevy Chase... Really had a good long life of just pissing everywhere he went. Yeah, but yeah. He but, didn't. But also, she's lived forever, dude. Yeah, she lived for yeah. like uh, again. She oh, was a goddamn shit. immortal in her time. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely more sugar episode than spice. Yep. Um, so sugar wins out. Yeah, sugar chase. You got any recommendations? Um. Uh, the new Twenty One Savage album is really good. Is it? Uh, that's a really yeah. I've been listening to it a decent amount. If you guys want to recommend, I recommend that. Nice. And nice. someone showed me the Red Clay Strays, and I've yeah. been really liking them too. Yes, sir. Um, and then also, if you haven't, go watch They Clone Tyrone. Great movie. Incredible. That's a good Incredible one. film. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Film. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll see you guys next week for more fucking sugar and spice more content. Yeah, Send more us content. ideas if there's yeah, anyone yeah, you want yeah. us to cover. If you if you have any ideas for someone good or bad, send it to the podcast Instagram at Snacks Packs Podcast, uh, and we'll fucking throw it in rotation. So we'll see you guys yep. next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>